Good morning, everybody. I hope you're doing well today as we head out for Tuesday, October 26th. And man, we are about done with this month. Hard to believe moving in closer and closer to Thanksgiving holidays. Hey, before we get started with Dave, though, I do want to remind you that uh, there's only one thing that any of us can really control within our portfolio. And again, that is how much risk you have. That's why we developed our core retirement design that helps you calculate your personal risk number, help you set your goals and objectives, review your costs and risk, and then help you establish a risk-based portfolio. And so with that, uh, I hope you'll give us a call sometime. Let's walk you through our core retirement design. That we're looking forward to our conversation with Dave with a lot of earnings coming out today. Stay tuned. Good morning. I'm glad you're here today. I do appreciate you joining me. It really means a lot. We're at 8.39 here, 21 before 9. Time to check in on money. Another person I really appreciate joining me is Philip Stantler because it's time to check in and find out what's going on on Wall Street. Philip is on the phone with us. Good morning, sir. How are you today? Good morning, Dave. Hey, doing well today? It's uh, yesterday. I, I forgot. I was talking to a few folks and, um, you know, yesterday put us... 30 days from Thanksgiving. Oh, you had to remind me of that. <laughs> and everybody's warning, I'll just throw out the warning, is the shipping situation stinks so bad lately. It's a good opportunity to start thinking about Christmas shopping on the 26th of October. All of a sudden, those uh, trim tree departments in the department store sound a little bit more appropriate, don't they? Yeah, they really do. It's, it's crazy. You know, it's going to be interesting, though, to see what Black Friday really looks like with all the you know, the supply chain issues, you know, what, what will it really be? What will be on the store shelves? That's going to be interesting. Absolutely. And history is looking good. It's going to be interesting to see what it's like. The guidance reports we're getting out of the hard goods manufacturers during, during earnings season is kind of interesting. It's uh, almost to a one of them. If they sell anything tangible, they're all saying we got supply chain issues so far, aren't they? Yeah, they, they really are. I mean, across the board, uh, retail, I mean, well, we're seeing it manufacturing too, but every every industry we look at, um, there's supply chain issues across the board. I mean, even, even Dave, in the restaurant industry, you know, tr I'm trying to get stuff or trying to get stuff at a reasonable price. Um, it, it's just crazy what the supply chains are doing. Oh, yeah. The, the economy is looking weird, and uh, it's it's a different kind of inflation that we've had for quite some time. This is kind of harkening back to the stagflation of the Carter years again, where there's enough money out there, but it's chasing goods that don't exist, and that pushes prices up, and we just keep on seeing them skyrocket up again. What was the like? 8% increase in food prices I saw on the TV crawls this morning. Yeah, and, that, and that's just crazy. I mean, not only supply chain issues of supply, but labor, you know, that's, uh, uh, you know, hard to find. And that's pushing prices up, too, especially in the food industry when it comes to, uh, you know, meat processing, package companies, that kind of stuff. It's uh, labor that's raising the prices. Oh, yeah, I saw a McDonald's franchise out on the West Coast starting job offers $21 an hour at McDonald's. Did Man. you think that was going to happen anytime? <laughs> I mean, I'm glad. 
I'm glad to see wages going up by market forces, but uh, they're going up a wee bit fast for the sake of consumer prices. Speaking of uh, macro stuff and consumer prices and the like, we're going to get some reports out today from the government, but they're all going to be later on. New home sales might be the big market mover about 10. A housing price index report comes out about 9 this morning, but all of that's going to happen after we start throwing real money around on the stock exchange. And I'm kind of thinking that there are so many glamorous names that are reporting. This might be one of those rare times even the macro data doesn't drive the market. And we kind of started the uh, the Fang Gang out yesterday evening with Facebook reporting their quarterly earnings. And uh, uh, you and I were talking about it before we went on the air. Uh, it's not very often you see a stock actually miss its projections and still go up. Well, that's true. And let's face it, Facebook has been in the news and in the spotlight a lot lately. Um, and so here's the deal with them. They actually beat on earnings. Uh, mm-hmm. Not by much, but three cents is a beat's a beat, right? So it came in at $3.22. However, they missed on revenue. Um, again, blaming it on the Apple new privacy restrictions, um, slowed down their ad revenue. So that was a, a deal for them. But, but like you mentioned, they are heading up this morning. And so the question is, well, why? What's caused them to go up? They're up by like almost 1.1% this morning. Well, they announced a stock buyback. Um, and, and I think I saw the number like $2 billion. So I, I think that's probably pushing the stock price up this morning. Got to keep Zuckerberg's uh, petty cash fund strong, don't we? That's right. Yeah, exactly. Hey, he, might, he might want to spend a billion dollars here and there. We'd hate to have his net worth go down, wouldn't we? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. The other glamour stock that was in the news yesterday is one that doesn't have a report out. And you mentioned it in the morning. Uh, Hertz agreed to buy like 100,000 Tesla cars. And we were kind of cracking wise about that basically being their entire year's production run. For a little while yesterday, the Tesla Corporation was a trillion-dollar corporation. Now that, you know, for a company that you and I kind of wondered whether it was going to survive a couple of years ago, that's enough to kind of make your mind explode, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And uh, now they're they're trailing off a little bit this morning, at least last time I checked um, by, by by Tad. And so they did uh, pass that magic trillion dollar mark. I um, don't know that they stayed there. Um, but one of the interesting facts that came across my tip sheet was that um, their stock has risen ten out of the last eleven sessions. Um, so, yeah, that's, a, that's a, a pretty big number there. And they're not 100% one of those selling vaporware, selling air companies. They, they actually are manufacturing tangible stuff that has a growth rate to it. We talk about their electric vehicles, but we got to keep in mind that Tesla also is one of the two or three primary manufacturers of the great big lithium batteries that power our homes when we do solar and backup batteries and the like. And they're, they're, they're cutting edge on that front as well. So there's, there's a lot of irons in the fire that make, glam, that make Tesla legitimate glamour stock and with some growth upside. It really does. And, and people look at the cars, like you said, and that being the main face of the company. But a lot us in the industry, we look at Tesla as a battery company. Um, not as an EV company because they they supply batteries not just to their Teslas but to a lot of different industries. 
Absolutely. I mean, one of the things that I've been looking at since I took my house solar about a year ago is, okay, the next step is to look at the battery backup so that I can go off-grid completely. The primary manufacturer of those babies, the high-capacity things that have powered my house for a couple of days, made by Tesla. Well, they're pretty much into just about everything that's trendy these days. Yeah, they, they really are. So, so they, you know, they, they can make it in, in different areas for sure. Absolutely. Even if their car manufacturing enterprise dies, they got plenty of other revenue chains going on. Yesterday, before we get to the individual reports this morning, yesterday was a pretty good day. Dow set a new intraday record. Standard & Poor's set a new intraday record. NASDAQ ended up less than 100 points away from their all-time record. Dow was up 64. Standard & Poor's was up by 21.5. And, and the NASDAQ went up by 136.5. And I'm kind of seeing some momentum starting this morning because I was referring to the Fang Gang, uh, that high-tech group of stocks. A bunch of them are going to be reporting later on today. It's going to be kind of interesting for the growth stocks, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I think actually they had not only did the Dow and the S&P have interday highs, I think they closed at new highs also, Dave. I kind of lost track of the closing numbers because all of my charts talk about, you know, all-time highs and it catches yeah. an intraday. But I think Dow was an all-time closing high in the S&P as well. I just don't have it on paper to be able to say I know for a fact. Yeah, yeah. Bunch of numbers. Uh, absolutely. I mean, it's nosebleed territory without a doubt. Uh, a whole bunch of uh, household names are reporting this morning as well, and I know you got a pile of them, probably led by the people that bring us all our junk from Amazon, right? That's right. United Parcel, they, UPS, they, uh, they had a pretty good quarter. Uh, they, uh, they came in like $2.71 a share. That was $0.16 cents above estimates. Revenue topped as well. Again, uh, focusing on strong e-commerce demand. And, and I got to think, Dave, that's going to continue on, right, with Christmas coming up and Black Friday deals online. Uh, they are, uh, that was going to continue. They're up almost uh, 4% this morning. Uh, getting closer to a 52-week high, but still got a little ways to go. Yeah, your point's well taken. Everybody's talking about how hard it is to stock the stores. My biggest fear is that conventional wisdom will end up forcing more people into a mail order and Internet order and uh, keep UPS busy at the expense of the brick-and-mortar stores that really need a hand this season. Well, that's true. They they really do. Let's. Um, we talked the other day about one of the other toy stores, and so now this time we got Hasbro coming out. Mm -hmm. They really knocked it out of the park day. They beat by 27 cents a share. Uh, revenue came in as expected, as projected. Um, they now they did warn again, kind of like um, the other uh, toy company did that that uh, supply chain bottlenecks are going to hit holiday sales. Period. And we're going to have issues come holiday time. Uh, but they're still trading up today, about 3.4 percent. Not bad. It's not very often that we have both Hasbro and Mattel having good quarters at the same time. It's always kind of been one of those zero-sum games between the two of them. Yeah, it really has. Um, and then we had some other, well, let's talk about General Electric real quick, because General Electric's been, you know, they've been kind of in the doldrums the last couple of years when mm -hmm. you and I talk about them. But they uh, actually had a good quarter, a beat by 14 cents a share. Uh, revenue, though, was below forecast. Um, they had better than expected free cash flow. So that means they had a lot more money in the bank. Well, that was a good thing for them. And they are trading up today almost 1.2%.
I didn't see the report, but I know this is one of the first time in months that one of my tickers doesn't have an article, Can General Electric Survive? So I figured that was good news. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely good news. Now, we do have a couple companies that are taking it on the chin today. Uh, the first one is Polaris. You know, they're the recreational vehicle maker, the four-wheeler, the, the, uh, the jet ski and the, and the snowmobiles, that type of stuff. Well, they made a banner year, too. Yeah, they really have, but they came out and cut their full year forecast. Um, they, uh, they they came in at a dollar ninety eight a share, uh, re- which was basically in line with what was expected. But the revenue came up short, and so uh, they're uh, they're getting hit this morning, down six and a half percent. Whoa! No, yeah. no, no mercy whatsoever. They have like five consecutive kick butt quarters. You have one off quarter and they sell you like chiclets. That's right. Make that profit. Buy them on the downside. Um, and the last one I have for you today. No, I got one other one. So we got um, Corning, the, yeah. you know, the glass maker. They make that nice uh, you know, stuff you use in the kitchen. Well, they also are a big supplier to the automotive industry. And so because the automotive industry slowed down so much, it impacted their quarterly results. They actually missed by two cents a share. Uh, revenue missed forecast as well. And so uh, they're trading down 4.4% this morning. Even the allied fields that make stuff locally end up getting whacked by the supply chain questions, don't they? Yeah, they, they really do. Let's, let's quit with this one, 3M. Uh, you know, they make the post-it notes and all kinds of, of tape and that kind of stuff. So uh, they they had a good quarter, uh, came in at $2.45 a share compared to $2.20. So that's $0.25 cent better. The, the revenue exceeded forecast. Uh, they saw an increase in demand. Uh, so I'm not sure what's hitting them this morning. Maybe some profit taking because they're down about a half a percent today. It sounds more like profit-taking than anything. 3M is about the most diversified company I can think of in terms of consumer goods at the very least. Uh, resetting the table update yesterday, including a couple of new records, 45 minutes before we open. Philip, what's happening today? So today we are uh, – the, the, the stock indexes are all heading in the right direction, Dave. We've got the Dow up a third of a percent. The S&P 500 is up about four-tenths of a percent, and the Nasdaq's up about a half a percent. So. So all things are looking good there. On the commodities front, though, we're giving back a little bit here. We've got silver down about eight-tenths of a percent, gold down a little over a third of a percent. And then the one we don't want to be going up is going up today. we got crude oil going up about a half a percent to $84.12 a barrel. It's trying, Dave, to get $85. Uh, I hope it doesn't try too hard. Overseas markets, the Asian rim was mixed. A little tinge of red ink on the uh, mainland Chinese and Hong Kong market. Europe generally looking at our futures and saying, oh, goody, all the indexes there are up between three quarters and one percent halfway through their day. Figuring out what to do and find the opportunities for growth, that's kind of a split task when you're talking about your retirement fund. How do I get a hold of you to get some guidance to find those growth? Dave, you know, it, we want folks to have the, the retirement they always dreamed of. And that really starts with a core retirement design. And so give us a call at 863-382-0037. So let us help you walk through that process with us. Check out our website at statlerfinancial.com. Join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and now on 95.3 FM.
And I will know for sure tomorrow whether or not we've got the noon run or not. I think we're playing Georgia this weekend, which may start the Gators a little bit early. Gotcha. I, I, will, I will know by tomorrow, I promise. Okay. Philip, I thank you so much. We'll catch you tomorrow morning, all right? All right, man. Have a great day. Appreciate you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Folks, we are so excited that you joined us today. I hope that your week is going well. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow. Have a great day. Until then, bye now.